News Talk 1110-993-WBT. When I started the first hour, I said that I was relaying a message from the very online elites. Uh, and the message to us is that, quote, we will smear you as a racist, as a bigot, maybe a Russian asset who paid hookers to pee on a bed. But you cannot call me a groomer just because I want to talk to your kindergartner in secret about sex. How dare you call me a groomer, you racist. So what is this all about? Well, as if there was a memo that went out to the very online elites and their... uh, sort of their allies in the never Trump uh, concern. I don't even, I don't even know if it's conservative media anymore. It's just never Trump. Right. It's like the never Trump, like the bulwark and the dispatch. And uh, well, this is from David French, David French, who saw, you know, no real problem with the drag queen story hour at the public libraries and all of that. And he opposed the, the way Chris Rufo has been fighting critical race theory and, Look, there is an argument to be made here um, that some tactics might be self-defeating to some degree. But with all due respect to the people that have, you know, fought the conservative fight over the last decade via their newsletters and subscriptions and stuff like that, I'm not sure you guys have really done a lot of solid work. I'm, some of you have, and there has been solid work, and I appreciate all efforts. But when I started seeing the way Chris Rufo, uh, uh, as well as uh, uh, David Lindsay, David Lindsay, well, I'm, I think, yeah, one of the, the guys, he goes by, well, he changes his name on Twitter all the time. But he's one of the guys who, with Peter Bogosi, and they wrote the, those fake papers and got them published in sociology paper uh, publications. They just made a mockery of wokeism and critical race theory and all of this. And when I saw the way they argued, I saw the way they engaged. And when Chris Rufo starts having success, when they start winning, when they flip Virginia in the governor's race and lieutenant governor's race, at some point, you guys just need to take all the seats. Just sit down. Let's let these new guys run their op for a while. And we'll see how they do, right? We'll see how they do. And honestly, this pushback on the term groomer is hilarious to me. You know, I am a firm believer if you're not over the target, then you're not taking the flack and vice versa, right? So if you're taking flack, you are over the target. And here it comes. Here comes the flack. And David French, never one to miss an opportunity to tell you how he doesn't think the thing that the right is opposed to is awesome, but he also doesn't like the way the right opposes the thing that he's really sort of against, but doesn't actually ever come out against. So uh, he has a piece up at French Press. That's what he calls it, David French, French Press. French Press, thedispatch.com. It's behind a paywall. I'm not paying for it. But I can tell you here is one paragraph out of it quote you may not be aware but right-wing media is swarming with allegations that anyone who for example opposes florida's house bill 1557 
the bill misleadingly termed the Don't Say Gay Bill by Democrats and many in the media. Right, so what the right-wing media swarming with allegations that anybody who opposes that bill is either a groomer or in league with groomers. A groomer is a person who specifically targets and uses manipulative behaviors to gain access to victims. The rhetoric is absolutely omnipresent. It's relentless. For example, here's Governor Ron DeSantis' spokesperson. Uh, There's nothing subtle about it. He's got a tweet there, and then it gets behind the paywall. Um, But I follow her. She follows me, Christine Pouchon. And she, yeah, this is what, this is what the new right is doing to the left. And I welcome these developments. I do. You know why? Because these are the rules you guys set up. I said you're not going to like it. I said you're not going to like it when the right adopts your tactics. So you guys have been calling people on the right racists for a very, very long time. You guys have been calling people on the right sexists and homophobes and bigots and haters of children and poor people and elderly people and the environment and all things, basically, except white men, right? Isn't that the deal? That's kind of the jam, right? You get to ascribe motive to everybody on the right that's not your uh, political ally on all things. It's not that there's a difference of opinion about how to achieve a mutually agreeable goal, because that is often the case. Most people agree, yeah, we want our kids to have an education. They do. Most, most everybody agrees with that statement. How do you do that? What is the education about? What does it look like? What are we teaching them? How are they teaching? All of those things are the details. But the idea that we want kids to have an education, that is mutually agreeable to, I would venture to guess, 99% of the population, rounding up 100%. Maybe you find some people that are like, I want my kids dumb. Maybe you find some people that are like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think the vast majority of people agree with it. But see, what you guys have done over my entire adult life You took any kind of disagreement on the details and you ascribed the motive as the wellspring from which those uh, arguments come. And that's not true. And it was never fair. Never fair. And we thought, well, we could just appeal to, you know, the better angels, if you will, uh, on the left. We could just say, oh, come on. We could work the refs, if you will. Come on, media. Like, but I'm done. I view most media now as Democrats with bylines. Now, you guys can prove me wrong, and I always try to read individual reporters with their publications so this way we all can kind of figure out who's doing good work and who we can believe and who approaches things in good faith with a curious mind to try to get at objective truth and who's a Democrat with a byline. You've heard me read their names before. That's why I give the names. Because they're all individuals. And so I'm done. I'm, I'm done treating this. At, like I, I say this all the time. We're all in the political arena. I do not deny my presence in this arena. I don't. And I try to walk towards these fights. And so if I'm going to walk towards a fight, I want to be as best armed as possible. I want to know, I want to know what the weaknesses of my enemies are. I want to know, or my opponents, they're not my enemies. But I want to know what they're, rhetorically, what are their weaknesses? So here's one of the things that our old pal Saul Alinsky taught the left decades ago and that the right has finally picked up on is that mockery is a very, very, very potent form 
of rhetoric, of argument. And th- and this okay groomer, first off, this is a point nobody seems to be picking up on in all of this. It's a play on the okay boomer line that everybody was saying a couple of years ago. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thank you, John, for the tweet. His name is James Lindsay. I don't know why. I've actually spoken with him and tweeted at him and, and tried to get him on the show, and he kind of got a little flaky, but th- that was like a year ago. Anyway, James Lindsay, yes. Um, he goes by Conceptual James. He's got the new discourses, and he's he's one of these guys. He has been breaking down the philosophy and and the the postmodernist connections to critical race theory, and now with all of the gender or you know queer theory studies, this I mean it, they, they are parallel tracks. But if you look at these two things as separate, you're looking at it wrong, and that's why the term groomers, you know, it's doing damage. You know, it's doing damage because the left and their allies are marshalling their forces against this term. David French, for one. Jonathan Chait, he's over at New York Magazine. Why Republicans are smearing everyone as pedophiles now. So, oh, okay, so so you do recognize that calling somebody a terrible name could actually have long-term devastating impacts on their life? Really? Would that apply to the term racist? Bigot? What about sexist? Any of these? Because this is what you guys have been calling people on the right who disagree with your approach to usually agreed upon destinations. So yeah, no, I, 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 I don't have a lot of sympathy. I don't, I don't have, I don't have any sympathy for people who get called a groomer because they want to talk in secret with your kindergartner about sex. There isn't any, just for the record here, I don't have kids, which makes me of course, highly qualified to offer the very best advice on parenting. But um, uh, I, I would just say this. Anybody who wants to talk to your kindergartner about their own sexual orientation, their own relationships or whatever, that is inappropriate. You don't do that. You don't do that. You say if you're a teacher, and what's amazing too is that this, this whole debate about the Florida bill it has smoked out so many of these insane teachers that are posting their own videos, selfie videos, talking about how they'll be damned if they don't get to talk to your kindergartner about sex. I will not restrain myself from saying what kind of sexual activity I engage in. I will talk about that in the classroom to my second graders and you can't stop me. This, these are videos they're putting out. It's amazing. There's a go follow. It's called Libs of TikTok. And all the account does is uh, it's on Twitter. And I guess they're probably on TikTok as well. But all they do is go and watch TikTok videos from leftists, take the videos and share them. And then we laugh and mock them. And yes, and then you get a reputation. You get called a groomer. Because why else are you wanting to talk to an underage child about sex? and keeping it hidden from mom and dad. Those are classic components 
of grooming. And by the way, when so here's the other thing. Grooming is not just specifically for that in order to abuse children in that way. Grooming occurs in cults as well, for example. There, there, there are different forms of grooming that occur. But also, the lefties hate it, and so that just makes it uh, just makes it so much more fun. So Eric Erickson, the talk show host out of uh, Georgia, he says, here's where I am, and I agree with him. I'm, I'm at the same place. He says, if the left and the media, but I repeat myself, can call the parental rights and education bill the don't say gay bill, which it isn't true, well, then I'm fine with supporters calling them groomers and pedophiles. You don't get to lie about a law and smear its supporters without equal consequences. Exactly. It's exactly it. You guys are not the victims here. I was about to say I hate to break it to you, but I really don't. I love to break it to you. I love telling you. You're not a victim. You're not a victim. You're the aggressor. You are in the wrong. You're the one who called this bill something it wasn't and then attacked people who said, hmm, you know, I don't think you should be telling my kid about gay sex when he's five years old and telling him he should be a girl I, and then not telling me you're telling me that. I don't, I don't think you should be doing that. And then you called me an abuser. You said, oh, you must be a, a, a transphobe and not, not welcoming to your own child, and so therefore you're a household of abuse. You guys did that. You started us down this path. Let's see here. Then there is uh, Allie Beth Stuckey with a fantastic thread on Twitter. The Pete's Tweets segment of the program. I will get back to Jonathan Chait. Trust me. But Allie Beth Stuckey, she is um, she's the host of Relatable, which is a podcast. Here's what she wrote. It's not enough to be not a groomer. One must be actively anti-grooming. Those who defend themselves against accusations of grooming are simply expressing groomer fragility. They harbor secret groomer traits and must be shown the ways they've benefit from a systemic grooming. Silence is violence when it comes to the grooming of children. Unless you are actively working to dismantle the systems of grooming, you are upholding the institutions that have oppressed children for centuries. It's time to listen and learn. Know better so you can do better. You need to get educated on this. But also, don't make those of us doing the work expend more energy than we have to by teaching you. Resources on this stuff abound. I recommend starting with the brave libs of TikTok to see how uh, this system of grooming, what the system of grooming looks like. It's time we stop centering groomers and work to establish anti-grooming policies and programs. I recommend a government division, the Anti-Grooming Task Force. By the way, does any of this sound familiar? It should, because this was the script. She just changed the words from anti-racist to anti-grooming. That's what she did there. That's how insane. That's how insane the anti-racism stuff is. And this is how you know that it's hurting the left, is now you're seeing all this reaction. I don't like you calling us these names. Why are you doing it? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Joel Berry, uh, who's the managing editor of the Babylon Bee, he said, look, if you're too squeamish for this fight, then take your delicate little sensibilities and get off the field. 
Let the rest of us save our kids. He's talking to the the David Frenches, to the, uh, he says, I appreciate the conservatives earnestly telling us that groomer is hyperbolic, but uh, I'm going to keep using the left's own methods against them. Thanks. Also, it's not hyperbolic. (laughs) And then he proceeds to link up an actual sex ed video from a New York school that teaches first graders how to take advantage of themselves. If you're talking to six-year-olds about this, I don't care if you have a master's in early childhood education, you're a groomer. And I don't care if people are offended that, oh, you're calling these people pedophiles and that's the coarsening discourse. Yeah. Mm hmm. Don't care. I didn't pick the fight, guys. People on the right did not pick this fight. You guys are the aggressors. You came into this trying to upend society and change it into your vision of utopia. This is the right now fighting back. And by the way, it's not even really the right. This crosses all demographics. Democrat, Republican, white, black, Latino, man, woman, all age groups. You don't get to take the kid, secretly talk to them about your sex life, and still get to be a teacher. You don't get to do that. I'm sorry. And by the way, there are a lot of teachers because people who are attracted to the teaching profession, generally speaking, they have uh, they uh, they they track very high on the um, the authoritarian scale. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, I'm just, just that is just a joke. I swear that is just a joke. They they're very high on empathy, which is what you want, right? You want a teacher that nurtures and and is patient, and you want those qualities. But there are people that are using your empathy against you in order to separate the child from the nuclear family, to to drive that wedge between parent and child. And if you can disconnect them, this is I saw a great uh, comment over the weekend. They said they're not trying to diddle your kids. They're trying to make them revolutionaries. This is why I said if you don't understand the connection between critical race theory and uh, queer theory, This is the point. This is the point. Critical race theory, particularly with with young white students, is able to convince them that they are inherently, quote, bad, right? That's what they're the oppressors. What they have is not uh, lawful or uh, ethically obtained, right? All of these things are due to nothing other than their privilege. Then, once you tear down and... Ask anybody in the military, right? Once you tear down, then you get to pour in the stuff that you will make into that new person. So what is the stuff? Well, here's a whole area where you can be whatever you want to be. And you'll get approval. You'll get uh, support and all this other stuff. So you you get the salvation. But what actually happens is... Your parent, being unaware of all of this occurring, then starts questioning, what's going on here? What what, what are you talking about? You're a pansexual. What? Right? Then the wedge grows deeper because now the usually teenager who's already angst-ridden, they say, you just don't understand me. And they run back to the mentor that 
taught them all of these words and all of these things. And now the child is separated from the parent. And that child is now more easily swayed into revolutionary movements. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you step, um, look, this is just me with, you know, a political science minor back in college. And I can identify the historical patterns here, right? Yeah, go look up the olds. Anyway, the two most, so this is Jonathan Chait at New York Magazine. The two most prominent theaters of partisan combat at the moment, the Katanji Brown Jackson confirmation and Florida's Don't Say Gay Law, have both seen a growing swath of conservatives embrace charges of pedophilia as their central theme. Okay, Jonathan, the fact that you called it the Don't Say Gay Law, you're the aggressor. You're the one that's mischaracterizing the law in order to advance a narrative, which people are able to then utilize in order to abuse kids. I'm not sure you're aware of that. Like, I do not believe that everybody that is, you know, against this bill, I don't think that they're all abusers or groomers and pedophiles. I don't believe that. But I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because this is the fight. You're calling everybody who who supports the bill, the law, you're calling them abusers. You're calling them transphobes. You're calling them homophobes, bigots. So no, you don't get a special carve out that protects you. There is no Ali Ali oxen free here, guys. Sorry, you're in the arena. Ice up, right? The pretext for injecting the theme into the Jackson hearings was that as a judge, she supposedly failed to sentence child predators sufficiently punitively. And it's not supposedly she did. This conveniently allowed Republicans to waft the allegation of pedophilia under cover of questioning her tough on crime qualifications. So it's the Republicans fault. See, again, perfect example. When the scandal involves a Democrat, the story is the Republican reaction, right? How dare those Republicans look at her record and say she's soft on crime because she didn't sentence these pedophiles to longer sentences. It's the reaction that gets the coverage. On the surface, the Republicans appear to be concerned simply about sentencing criminals, but at the same time, they concede more absurd and heinous charges they don't need to defend openly. This is, by the way, the dog whistle argument that the left is fond of making, that, uh, that oh, you use this word, that's a dog whistle, to which I always point out, if you heard it, you're the dog, okay? If you heard that whistle blowing, then you're the dog. A couple of tweets. Oh, it's the Pete's Tweets segment. Rinker1 says, it's about, it's about for the right to play offense. If the communist hates it, feed it to him. <laughs> On this use of the term groomer, the left, we want to, be, we are expected to believe that the left is very, very concerned. Capital V, capital V, capital C, concerned about our use of the term groomer to describe people that want to talk with kindergartners about their own personal sex lives uh, without the parents ever knowing about it. And by calling them groomers, uh, that, that, that is, that, that's wrong. That, oh my gosh, you're coarsening the culture. What will become of our discourse? You racist bigot. Uh, here's a tweet from Nicole who says, Epstein and Maxwell, they were groomers. True. True, true. So, 
at first, Governor DeSantis, this is, uh, by the way, Jonathan Chait writing at New York Magazine, nymag.com. Uh, he's very upset. He says, at first, Ron DeSantis was leaving the connection between the two uh, issues implicit. The two, the pedophilia thing and uh, the, the don't say gay bill, as he calls it, right? The pedophilia charge has worked in Florida as a way for DeSantis to smear his critics and demonstrate dominance to the right wing base. The most fundamental lie at work is the conflation of sexual orientation and sex. Wait, what? What? A traditional way of smearing gay people by presenting them as child molesters. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said anything about gay people being the equivalent of uh, as child molesters? Who said that? You just said that. Again, dog whistle, meet dog. When... If you're if if you hear the term pedophile and you immediately think gay person, you're the dog. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. You're hearing the dog whistle because you're the dog. At first, DeSantis was leaving the connection between the two implicit. See, but he's smart enough to know he can hear the dog whistle, but not be the dog. Jonathan Chate. He's sort of like the dog whistle whisperer. Eventually, his spokespeople decided to make it explicit as press secretary called opponents of the bill groomers. The impetus for this rhetorical maneuver seems to be their dismay at the don't say gay label taking hold. So what is he just acknowledging here? That the don't say gay label calcified. Right? And he's right. It did. Because... The left creates the label, and the media then amplifies it, it calcifies, and then they use it to smear, just like with HB2, they call it what? The bathroom bill, right? The bathroom bill. That's what they did in North Carolina. And I fought I fought against that, that line, the HB2 uh, branding as the bathroom bill. I'm not going to rehash it. I, I, I could. I still have all my files. I got like three file folders packed with all of the arguments on this stuff. Branding, narrative crafting. What he's saying is, how dare you do what I do? How dare you be effective at branding your opponents in a nefarious way? How dare you use as a tool this branding effort to ascribe a motive and to do it in a way with a single word that just lands? How dare you? That's what they're mad at. They're mad because it's effective. They're mad because they're losing. The pedophilia conspiracy theory, he says, can simultaneously charge Democrats with being pedophiles themselves and with being merely the unwitting allies of pedophilia, shifting from one accusation to the other. Yeah, kind of like you guys do with racism. Right? This is the whole point of the defend or disavow game that you force all Republicans to play as well. I've been trying to warn you folks. These are your rules. I've been trying to say this. I'm not trying. I have been saying it. But you don't care because it's all about the short-term gain. It's all about the short-term rhetorical victory. You don't care about the policy. You don't care about the difference of philosophy that undergirds the difference of policy. You don't care about that. You don't care about the philosophy that animates conservatives. What you care about is the victory right now. And you will say and do whatever you need to do to have that victory right now. It's one of the hallmarks of the postmodernist philosophy. 
which animates the left now. We've been saying, your rules, you're really not going to like them when they're turned against you. And by the way, as I mentioned earlier, this is across all demographics. When you actually read to people what is in the law, in that Florida law, when you read to them what the law states, it is supported by a vast majority across every demographic, including Democrats, including Democrats. You have smeared the right as all of these awful things. I'm old enough to remember when you said it's okay to punch a Nazi, and a Nazi is anybody that's on the right, is anybody that is to the right of you, basically. I remember think pieces. I remember op-eds and uh, opining on on uh, public radio about how eh, actually it is okay to punch somebody because they're wearing that MAGA hat. So, take a seat. Take a seat, you're, because you're crying about this. I'm not a shoulder for you to cry on. I really, I really don't care. So I'll just say, okay, groomer. How's that? All right, uh, Brett Winterbull coming up next. Stick around. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I will catch you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.